Who's that? It's the real estate deal with Kevin Lawton on 1077 The Bronx. Oh, hi. Come on in. Kevin Lawton, a real estate agent with Coldwell Banker Schiavonian Associates, is ready to help you navigate the real estate market. Whether you're buying, selling, renting, or investing, Kevin's your agent on the airwaves to help. He's your guide to buying and selling homes in the Mercer and Burlington County area. The real estate deal on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Brad Zerby and MLS number 161236 at Gateway Mortgage Group. And by Kevin Lawton, real estate agent with Coldwell Banker, Schiavone and Associates. Let's go over to our agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton, with the real estate deal. Only on 1077 The Bronx. Seven seven the Bronx one zero seven seven the Bronx.com proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station of the Year. Live from the Clarny's Public House Studios at Ryder University, you're listening to the Real Estate Deal. I'm your host and agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton of Coldwell Banker Schiavone and Associates, located in Yardville, New Jersey, and servicing both Mercer and Burlington counties. You can connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash CBSA, on Twitter and Instagram at Kevin underscore Lawton. That's L-A-W-T-O-N. You can also email me and email the show at uh, realestatedeal at rider.edu. And that's realestatedeal at rider.edu. Happy to take any questions, feedback, comments you have about the show. Uh, definitely happy to answer anybody's questions uh, and use them for a topic on the show. If there's something that you would like to hear about on the show that you haven't heard before, um, I'm definitely happy to answer that question for you via email personally and also um, on the show as well. Um, so definitely check it out and reach out. And if there's anything you ever want to reference again from the show, uh, feel free to go to 1077thebronc.com, go to the real estate deal page, and you can check out the audio archives. In the audio archives, we have every single episode of the real estate deal that has ever been done. Um, so you can definitely check it out there. Uh, so welcome to today's show. This is a new episode of the real estate deal. Um, and it has been a little crazy this week. Hot, uh, big storm, um, no power outages though that I've heard of. Um, finally, finally recovered uh, after the previous week when all the power was out. I talked about that uh, last week a little bit and talked about generators and importance of prepping um, for those occasions, especially for those folks that have um, well uh, water and septic systems as well. Uh, well water more so than septic system, uh, but you definitely want to be prepared because if your power goes off, uh, your well pump does not run and at some point you're gonna run out of some water. Um, so you definitely want to prepare for that. It's also something to keep in mind uh, when you're looking to buy a home, if you're looking in an area where uh, it's primarily well water. And we do have um, in Mercer County, not so much. There are areas um, that do have well water, um, but a lot more in Burlington County as you get more into like the rural areas where um, there's not necessarily um, uh, city water that reaches out that far. So definitely something to keep in mind as you're looking for a home as well. Um, and I will say, you know, growing up with well water and septic, uh, it's not huge difference. Um, there are certain maintenance things. Um, but the thing about well water is, you know, if you have a good well, uh, 
a lot of times like that water coming out of the tap is you know really really good in comparison to um you know what you would get coming out of the tap from city water in terms of like drinking quality um so definitely you know something to keep in mind and as well you know with uh prepping for power outages and stuff like that um you definitely want to keep that in mind and make sure that you know you look into a generator if you think that you need it for wherever you are um for whatever reason it seems like our power infrastructure and grid is uh coming weaker and weaker it seems so it's a little antiquated so it seems like power in some areas goes out a lot more easily than maybe once there maybe it was always like that it's just uh maybe it's just more publicized now because of social media and stuff but uh definitely something to think about uh wherever you're moving to um and you know something that can be uh that you can prepare for as well um so what else is going on what did we talk about last week um so last week we were talking about um well first off we congratulated um 107.7 the bronc uh on their nomination for the best college radio station from the national association of broadcasters uh it's called the marconi award so uh congratulations again of course um you know i really enjoy being on the station uh having my show on here um and john who's the station manager has been big help in me starting the show and things of that nature i'm an alumni of Ryder, so uh very familiar with the bronc um, so I'm happy to be a part of it now, um, as an alumni as well. So good luck to them again. Um, also last week we talked about, uh, we talked about the most searched home styles in the country. And that was based off a study done by Joybird. They looked into, um, each state, what is the most searched, uh, home style term. And they looked at stuff like mid-century modern, uh, industrial, Mm, country style, a whole bunch of different ones. So, um, New Jersey was actually mid-century modern. Um, if you guys weren't listening last week, um, but that was the most searched for New Jersey, um, which is, which is very cool. Um, I think because I think mid-century modern is cool. So I'm being biased there, but, uh, definitely interesting study. I thought, and if you guys aren't familiar with Joybird, um, definitely check them out, especially if you're into mid-century modern um, style, uh, because they produce furniture um, that is of that style. Um, it's really, really high quality. I have some in my own house, and uh, really, really impressed with it. Uh, we also talked about bathroom remodel musts. Um, and what we talked about there was. Uh, Talked about shower heads, um, you know, how you can make a difference with the shower head in terms of making it a little higher on the wall, uh, which actually is uh, a bigger deal than maybe you would think. Um, and, you know, if you're not, if you're average height, um, then you probably don't really think about that. But, uh, you know, I've had clients where they are taller and the one thing when they're looking at homes, like, they want to try the shower uh, because they want to make sure that they can fit. Because uh, I had a client one time where uh, I guess they lived in a house prior or they were renting a house, a place prior, and the shower head, the water actually hit them on the chest standing up. It didn't even, so they had to like duck down when they took a shower um, to get their hair wet and all that stuff, which is, which is uncomfortable. Um, and people, you know, don't want to do that, obviously. So 
So if you're looking to do some type of renovation, remodel to your bathroom, um, you know, make sure that that's definitely something you consider um, raising it up. Um, and people are definitely more interested in the more luxe and fancy um, new shower heads that are out there that do all different kinds of things. Um, something else we talked about was we were talking about new construction for first timers, uh, first timers being first time buyers. Uh, so really this is something that we've kind of touched on throughout the year and it seems to be an ongoing topic in the industry. Um, but basically, you know, there's, there are these home shortages in terms of new construction, um, and new construction is not really keeping up with demand, uh, for home starts. And we're actually going to talk a little bit more about that later in the show today. But really, one of the big gaps is first-time homebuyers. You know, it's tough to find in a first-time homebuyer, typical first-time homebuyer budget, um, new construction. And it's tough on a couple of sides because it's tough for builders to make profit because of the cost of materials, cost of labor, and also labor shortage to make those homes and still, you know, make it viable for them as a business. Um, so that's why you see a lot of new construction that's really kind of the next level, not necessarily a first time home buy. Um, so, you know, but home builders are taking notice that there is this huge segment and, uh, we'll talk about later in the show, really how big this up and coming home buyer segment is going to be. Um, but it's interesting to see. And I think that you know, there's opportunity there for developers, but also opportunity to take from, you know, you're seeing what the, that these construction companies, home building companies are actually taking notice and taking action and building developments that are for first time buyers. Um, and then that's like something that investors can take away as well as, you know, they look to do flips. Uh, you know, you want to look for things that can target those first time buyers because there's little market for them. And a lot of first time buyers now, you know, they're looking for stuff that's already already done. Like they don't want to do the work um, to take an old home and make it the way that they want it to look. So so there's opportunity there, I think, for investors too. Um, and especially in our area, there's a lot of stuff that's been, I've said this, I think multiple times on the show, but there's a lot of homes that have been untouched for many, many years, not updated. Um, and, you know, they're not going to be updated because either the homeowners are, you know, getting to an older age and they're looking to downsize or move into like an adult community um, or, you know, unfortunately, or they're getting sick and passing away or having to move in with loved ones. Um, so nothing's going to happen to the house. So, you know, there's opportunity to come in, you know, at the right price, of course, and invest in these homes and uh, make them into something that first time buyers would definitely be interested in. Um, so last thing on uh, the first segment here, um, finally West Windsor property um, transaction looks like it's finally going to get closed uh, this coming week and I'd be happy to uh, get that one over with. Um, it's been interesting definitely, um, but definitely work out I think for both parties in the end and I think um, we may be hearing more about that property in the future too I don't want to say too much um, but I will uh, keep you posted on that on the show as well um, so this week we're going to talk a little bit about permits on the next segment then we're going to talk about home ownership rate and we're going to talk about a couple cleaning hacks as well 
Um, so right now we're going to hop into our first break of the day. We're going to hear from our underwriters, Coldwell Banker, Schiavone and Associates and Brad Zerbe of Gateway Mortgage Group. And then we'll be back with more real estate deal only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. There's no place like home. Total, we're home. So click your heels three times because we're back to learn how to buy one with our agent on the airways, Kevin Lawton and the real estate deal. The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com, proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station of the Year. Live from the Clarney's Public House Studios at Ryder University, you're listening to The Real Estate Deal. I'm your host and agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton of Coldwell Banker, Schiavone and Associates, located in Yardville, New Jersey, and servicing both Mercer and Burlington Counties. As a reminder, you can connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash CBSA. There you'll find uh, more information about today's show, including links to articles discussed. Uh, you can also find more information about real estate happenings with me and also with um, my office, Coldwell Banker, Schiavone & Associates as well. Um, and just a reminder, we do have a show email now. So send us an email, say hi, realestatedeal at rider.edu. That's real estate deal at rider.edu. Happy to answer any questions or just to uh, say hi back. So reach out. Definitely let us know you're out there and, uh, you know, let us know what you think about the show. Uh, so I do want to mention actually uh, Coldwell Banker, Schiavone and Associates. Um, my broker, David, uh, he he's, he's a great guy, definitely. Um, but he's been growing the office over the past year. Uh, like crazy. So I just want to, you know, say kudos to him. Um, he's doing a really good job and, you know, he helps a lot of people in the area, um, find homes and he helps agents, um, really develop and become good agents as well. Um, so I'm happy to see him, uh, growing and he's growing a number of agents as well. Uh, so definitely, um, check us out if, you know, you know, if you don't call me, definitely work with somebody from, uh, Little Banker, Schiavone and Associates as well. Uh, so second segment here, I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, I think this is a good topic. Uh, we talk a lot about renovations and things of that nature, uh, on the show as well. Uh, cause that all kind of goes hand in hand with home buying. And I think, I think now more than ever, um, renovation is like a big deal because of, you know, everything that's so visually out there like Instagram and Pinterest and then of course HGTV, uh, all those different things, you know, it's make people more interested, I think, in renovating. And of course, you know, people love, love to show those things off too. So, um, you know, they want things to look good and things to be up to date. Um, but, you know, the one thing with renovations, a lot of times it gets missed. And actually, I know about a deal um, just recently from the office and um, they had an issue because somebody did a renovation a long time ago, um, and they didn't get a permit to do the renovation. So permits, uh, what are they? So permits are basically, uh, you go to the township, uh, wherever your house is located. Um, you tell them what you're going to do. Um, and then, you know, they're going to look at the scope of work and they're going to issue a permit for you to do that work. Um, so you really shouldn't do any of the work without getting that permit. Um, that's really the permit to do the work. So 
then what comes along with that is that it's going to have to, you know, obviously the work will have to follow code, whatever the code is for that township. And then uh, it'll end up getting inspected um, and before, you know, the permit is lifted. So why is that important? You know, you might be saying like, oh, you know, I can do this or do that. And like, I don't need a permit. Like, you know, I know I'm going to do it the right way. Uh, it's fine. I don't want to go through the hassle. Um, but what can happen down the road is that if you don't do that permit and then you go to sell your home uh, and it comes up that for whatever reason that something is noticeably different that was done. Um, and the example that I was talking about before, um, I'll tell you guys, is that somebody finished off the garage, um, but they never got a permit for it. So basically, you know, they took the garage and they transformed it into like a, a den area. They finished it. They put up, never left their garage doors there, um, but put up a wall behind the garage doors and then insulated the thing and it became another room in the house. Um, so they lost the garage, but they gained more living space. Um, but since they put up a wall, did that, um, added to the square footage of the house, living square footage, uh, it really required a permit because it's something structural. So what happened though, is that when they went to get CO and everything like that, they looked, um, and they went to look in the records to see if a permit was, uh, filed for, for that, uh, project. And there wasn't. So what that means is that they can't get the CO because it wasn't a permitted thing and it was never inspected to see if it was done properly. So what ends up happening a lot of times is whatever was done or renovated has to be reversed. So in this case, you actually have to like rip that out of the garage, which, you know, is from a buyer standpoint, maybe it's not that bad because you do want a garage. Um, but some, some cases you're kind of losing a room. Uh, so really important to make sure you get that done or it could cause you a lot of headaches down the road. Uh, and you know, I mean, think about, think about if you do something to your house or you're looking to buy a house, you go looking at this house and you know, there's something that's been done, like a sunroom has been added or an addition or something like, or the garage has been finished into another room. And you know, that's one of the reasons you like the house. And then you find out oh, well, you can get the house, but like that's got to come out because it was never permitted and it wasn't done correctly. Um, you know, now if you're on the seller side, now you're kind of, you're kind of stuck. Like you have to take some kind of action on this thing and you know, it's gonna take buyers away from you. Definitely. And it's going to hurt you in the selling process. So you want to make sure that anytime you're doing something, some kind of renovation, um, primarily structural renovation, anything with electrical, anything with plumbing, uh, mechanical, different types of things, any like major improvements, uh, adding walls, putting up new structures. You want to check with your town, make sure that see if you need to get a permit, um, that you do get that permit. Uh, and the other thing is that if you're hiring somebody to do the work for you, you want to make sure that they get that permit to do that. Uh, if they're not going to get permit for you, uh, if they're not telling you, you need to get a permit, uh, then I would be cautious in working with them, um, that they're really legitimate. Uh, cause even if, you know, they're doing the work, um, they could get into trouble too, if they're not working, uh, with the permit. So, so those are the things that typically require a permit. Um, but very, very important to understand, um, uh, when you need one. And of course, 
you know, if you're have any question of whether you need one or not, you know, just reach out to your, your township and I'm sure they can answer you um, and give you an idea. Um, but you don't want to get stuck, like I said, selling your house and then all of a sudden you have this additional issue because you didn't get a permit for whatever the case may be. Um, but typically things that you don't need a permit for would be like painting. You don't need a permit to paint. Um, you don't need a permit to do landscaping, flooring, typically not, um, changing things like faucet. Uh, you don't typically need a permit for something like that. Um, but I would be cautious, you know, depending on what you're doing. Uh, I know that I had an issue unexpectedly, uh, getting my driveway done. And so they came do my driveway. Uh, my road is like semi busy. It's kind of like a cut through road. So there's traffic, um, there's no shoulder. So when they brought the machines, they kind of are like in the lane of the road. Uh, well, cops ended up showing up and the guy didn't uh, like, I guess, submit a traffic plan, all this stuff. And uh, he didn't go through the steps he had to go through with, with the town. So they, they like shut down the job and uh, my driveway was like just a hole, a big hole in the ground um, for like a week until they could get the township to give them permission to be in the street and do what the work that they were going to do and all these different types of things. So, so very important, you know, to save you time, save you headaches, um, and save you from having to reverse any work that you do as well. You want to get that permit, make sure that you get it. Um, and you know, that goes for, for people who are investing too, um, doing flips, you know, make sure that you get the proper permits to do the work that you're going to do. Uh, if not, it can definitely come back to haunt you. And I think, you know, people, investors, people doing flips, my personal opinion, they have, they have a responsibility with that house to make it into a proper, correct, um, dwelling for somebody else to, to enjoy and live in. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, so many corners that are cut, um, you know, by people that are just, just getting started flipping or, you know, just don't care. And that can cause a lot of issues, you know, especially when you're talking about stuff with electrical and plumbing, you know, leak later, you know, electrical fire, all these different types of things. You want to make sure you're doing the right thing and that your conscious is telling you, you know, to do the right thing. Make sure you get the permit and then get the inspections that are needed to uh, get a CO and make sure everything is clear. And then, you know, you'll be happy. At least I would think you'd be happy. You know, the buyer would be in a better position and definitely uh, have better quality uh, work done as well. And, you know, if you're an investor and you flip, I mean, one thing to think about there is that you know, typically if you sell a house to somebody, they're probably not going to buy another house right away. But if you're flipping multiple properties and, you know, they start to see that and they recognize that or something, you know, they can tell their friends or their friends and family see the work that you did in, in that house. And maybe they become interested in another house you did, or maybe they want you to do a house for them. So, you know, there's a lot of opportunities there and people are always, you know, always looking to see, you know, what you do right. And, uh, what you do wrong, of course. So, so permits, make sure you get a permit and make sure you understand what you do need a permit for in your town, uh, and what you don't need a permit for in your town, uh, before you start to do anything major. Uh, we're going to head to our second break of the day. We're going to hear from our underwriters, Coldwell Banker, Shivoni and Associate, and Brad Zerby of Gateway Mortgage Group. And then we'll be back with more real estate deal only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. 
There's no place like home. Toto, we're home. So click your heels three times, because we're back to learn how to buy one with our agent on the airways, Kevin Lawton, and the real estate deal. The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com, proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station of the Year. Live from the Clarney's Public House Studios at Ryder University, welcome back to The Real Estate Deal. I'm your host and agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton of Coldwell Banker, Chiavoni and Associates, located in Yardville, New Jersey servicing both Mercer and Burlington counties. Uh, check out my Facebook at facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA. I'll post links to information from today's show, uh, as well as other information regarding real estate and other happenings. Uh, you can also check out the Real Estate Deals dedicated Facebook page. Just search for the Real Estate Deal. Uh, there we post uh, when shows are going live, and then we also post um, some encores and throwback Thursdays throughout the week. Uh, on course throughout the week, throwback Thursdays only on Thursdays, not to get confused there. Um, but definitely check it out. And just as a reminder too, uh, speaking of on course, we are still in summertime. So that means we are still doing the Bronx rewind on 1077, the Bronx, uh, which means that our episode airing on Sunday. Uh, so if you're listening on Sunday, this is the first time that the world has ever heard this show, this specific episode. Um, but if you're listening on Wednesday, you're hearing it because we play the encore from Sunday on Wednesday mornings at nine. Uh, so that's happening through the end of this month, I think ending in the beginning of September. Uh, but you can definitely still check it out in the middle of the week as well. And you could recommend to your friends or family to check it out on Wednesday morning as well. And of course, if neither of those times work, go to 1077thebronc.com, go to the real estate deal page and check out the audio archives where we have every single episode of the real estate deal uh, posted there for your listening pleasure. Uh, so we just got done talking about permits and permits are important. Um, so basically make sure any type of major renovation, anything you're going to do to your house that's you know, very involved, make sure that you check with the township, see if you need a permit. If you need a permit, get the permit just to be safe. Uh, so I mentioned in the beginning of the show, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about first time buyers and uh, home ownership rate um, and things of that nature. So the home ownership rate in the country is actually uh, fallen to 64.1%. So Part of that is because we have this underperforming um, potential demand, right? So basically there's demand there. I think demand is capable at like almost 77% home ownership rate. Uh, but what's happening is what I was talking about earlier is uh, houses, housing shortage, right? So there's not enough new construction starts. Um, and this is something we talked about a couple of times, actually. Uh, I think the first time we talked about it, we were talking about uh, how homes are older in the Northeast and, you know, they're getting to start to be past their useful life at this point. Um, but we can't keep up with new construction starts uh, because there's labor shortage. Uh, people are not interested in working in construction, uh, all these different factors. But this is also contributing to um, the homeownership rate falling. Uh, one thing is that, you know, an effect and how this affects kind of this 
home ownership rate is that people who are renting um, and they're capable of buying a home, they're continuing to rent because they're either not able to find a home that suits them or uh, like I was just saying, you know, there's not enough new construction to meet the demand. So, you know, when they decide that, okay, they're ready to stop renting, they want to buy a place, they go look and uh, they have a hard time finding anything and they end up, you know, they need a place. So they end up renewing their lease, I guess, and they keep going. Um, so definitely something that's, you know, big deal, I think, because over time, if we can't catch up with that, um, then we're going to see possibly, you know, the way that people live and living situations kind of change a lot. Because if we start to get to a point where we're not really building enough new houses and a lot of the houses start aging out and falling apart, um, you know, you're going to see where there's going to be some something in be- the middle, in between, that's going to kind of fill that void. And whatever the case may be, um, whatever that is, it's going to probably influence, you know, the real estate industry uh, heavily. So we'll see definitely what happens. Um, but also something that's contributing uh, to the falling homeownership rate number is uh, millennials. So millennials are, you know, they're delaying homeownership um, not necessarily because of not making enough money or not being employed. Um, the study actually, I'm going to post this on my Facebook because it's pretty interesting. Um, Facebook.com slash Kevin CBSA. But basically what they looked at is that millennials are have like a median um, salary that's more when even when you take into account inflation, all those things, the salary is more than the previous generation, Generation X, baby boomer. So, so the money is there, um, but they're saying in the study actually, uh, I thought this was a little funny, saying that millennials' lifestyle choices are uh, are the reason, are the effect of it. So basically, what they're saying is that you know people are delaying settling down more and more into like a later age. Uh, so, you know, typically things that would trigger home buying, like uh, getting married or having kids uh, are happening later in life for a lot of millennials. Um, so they're not necessarily thinking about, I guess, putting down roots and, you know, buying a place uh, to live in. So that's another contributing factor. But one of the big things, and this was kind of what I was alluding to in the first segment, is that pretty soon you're going to see a big, big group of millennials hit that 30 year old mark. Um, so that'll happen next year, 2020. Um, but that should start to trigger home buying, um, to grow because it's going to be people getting into their thirties and they're seeing like, you know, when you start to get into your thirties, that's when more millennials are looking about, you know, taking, their life, I guess, the next step with, you know, either marriage or kids or whatever the case may be. Um, but they're definitely predicting that when this happens and there's this shift of millennials um, going from 29 to 30 next year, uh, you'll definitely see uh, homeownership rate uh, rise. So, but the interesting thing will be to see how do, how do we start to look at that and combat that by producing more homes and getting more 
houses out there to fulfill um, the demand for them. So I think, you know, one thing, you know, I mentioned earlier about the first time home buyer uh, developments or construction that other home builders are doing is definitely a way to start to get into that. Um, and I think that it'll be interesting to see over time that if more people, uh, because millennials are more renters, um, based, based off what they're saying in this story, but you know, basically they're more renters. So it'd be interesting to see how much of a shift there is there, um, for millennials that want to buy a house or for millennials that, you know, want to stay, uh, not settle down, I guess, and uh, tie themselves to a place and want to keep renting. Um, and I know there's a lot of different schools of thought out there uh, on renting versus buying, um, but each, each situation is different. And, you know, I think I get asked every once in a while, you know, you know, uh, like, should I rent or should I buy? But there's a lot of factors, I think, that go into both, definitely, um, but probably more so on the buying side because you're more, you're more obligated to that place uh, so you need to maintain it and then you know you're not gonna in a year typically you're not gonna just sell the house like you would get out of a lease with a rental uh, so there's a lot of things to consider definitely there um, but hopefully what we'll see is that next year um, as these millennials start to push into their 30s uh, that you'll see an uptick in home ownership rate based on that uh, so it is really, really interesting. And I think that, you know, the shortage um, from actual to demand is 8.7%. Uh, and I think that's pretty interesting. And I think it points to the sign that, you know, like I've said before, you know, the bad inventory versus good inventory, that there's a lot of bad inventory out there. And this is national rate, by the way. So uh, we're not just talking about like New Jersey, um, but, you know, New Jersey is uh definitely a place where you know homes can be more expensive so it makes it harder too for uh first-time home buyers to get in and millennials to get in as well so so it would be interesting because i know when we talked about the first-time home buyer developments um they were in different parts of the country so it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens on that front in new jersey um especially you know because there are so many millennials and i know like my peers and stuff that uh did like move into hoboken and jersey city and stuff like that and rent there for a while uh, because they wanted to be close to the city for work um but you know to buy there is very expensive so it'd be interesting to see how that continues and what that shift kind of does to everything uh so we're going to jump into our last break of the day we're going to hear from our underwriters Kodal banker shivoni and associates and brad zerby of gateway mortgage group and then we'll be back with more real estate deal only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. There's no place like home. Total, we're home. So click your heels three times because we're back to learn how to buy one with our agent on the airways, Kevin Lawton, and the real estate deal. 1077 The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com. Proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019. Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station of the Year. Live from the Clarney's Public House Studios at Ryder University. Welcome back to The Real Estate Deal. I'm your host and agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton of Coldwell Banker, Schiavone and Associates, located in Yardville, New Jersey, and servicing both Mercer and Burlington Counties. 
remember that you can connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA. Um, there you can also check out as well as more information about the show. Um, but you can check out their pin to the top of the page. Uh, you can download my home search tool, uh, which you can use on desktop or you could use on mobile as well. Um, but that's really a great tool to use when looking for a home. There's a lot of options there and definitely great to use when working together as well, because if you use that tool, um, then I can see, you know, what you're searching for. And I can also set up searches for you, um, send homes to you on the app, uh, so that, you know, we're on the same page in terms of what's going on with your home search. So that's just like one of the, one of the benefits that, uh, Coral Banker offers. And it's really, it's really a cool benefit, I think, because, you know, it's, it's difficult sometimes, uh, you know, to email back and forth with the buyer or, you know, if you're a buyer with an agent, um, just sending links to all these different listings all the time. And, you know, sometimes one gets missed and you're wondering what happened to that. But in this app, you can go in and you can save right there and favorite them. And uh, I can see that on the back end. So, so it makes the relationship and the home buying process um, a lot more collaborative and easier and smoother, I think. So, so definitely check it out. Go to facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA. And uh, there's a link there to download it or to uh, sign up on desktop as well. Um, it's really cool. So check it out. Um, so last segment, we are going to talk about, uh, this is a, it's a pretty interesting topic. We've been talking about a couple, couple uh, funky things, I guess, on the last last segment of each show um maybe over the past week or so i know last last week we talked about uh fake grass or faux faux grass so that was uh interesting but i thought you guys might enjoy that so this one is actually about cleaning um and it's cleaning hacks for you know quick home prep in terms of getting ready to show so one of the things if you never sold your home uh you know, one of the pains of selling your home is having to keep your home constantly ready for showings from buyers. Uh, it can be a little stressful and nerve wracking, but at the same time, uh, it's temporary and, you know, your goal is to sell the house. So they shouldn't have an issue really with, um, you know, getting ready for those showings and trying to stay prepped for the showings as well. Um, but basically these cleaning hacks are ways that you can quickly, um, kind of freshen up the house for showing. Uh, a lot of times, you know, you get a showing request maybe two hours before, and obviously you, you can put in the system different things, but, uh, if you start to make the, uh, required time for requests longer, um, than you know, a couple hours or. You know, 24 hours or war notice um, for a showing, you start to kind of lose some interest um, from buyers as well because, and you kind of lose opportunity because if you got, if you got somebody, they want to look at houses, uh, agent sets them up for tomorrow for to look at five, six different houses. They want to see your house, so they want to put it on the tour, but then doesn't it get approved. Um, and you know, the house isn't ready, then you kind of lose that opportunity as a seller. 
Um, it is a pain, definitely keep it clean because it's not what you're used to, but it does pay off in the end. Um, I think that, you know, I mean, I've talked about this before, you don't want to have something, something in the house that's going to distract from the house itself, right? So keeping it, you know, keeping clutter or, you know, not clean or dirty dishes stacked up and all those different things is not good because it kind of, it kind of takes away from the house itself and, you know, you don't want, you don't want somebody to leave and say to their spouse or whoever the case may be, you know, uh, you know, I like that house, but, you know, and then the spouse or whoever you're looking with is saying, oh, like, I can't get over, you know, how, how many dirty dishes were in the sink. Um, and that's not what you want people to talk about when they, they leave a showing from your house. You want them to talk about the house or the things that they liked about the house. You don't want them to talk about a temporary mess that is going to go away, but that they're seeing right now. Um, so very important to freshen up and stay clean in the home. Um, but some quick, uh, some quick ways to do that. Uh, if you have like only a short amount of time, um, is to use a handheld clothing steamer. So that can be used on, uh, to clean glass shower or curtains. So you want to make sure that you're using it the proper way, of course. Um, but you know, that can be go a long way and that's can be relatively quick, quick as well. Um, next one is magic erasers, um, which are definitely magic. I will say, um, they can remove pretty much anything. Um, I know because I had to remove some, uh, graffiti from a bathroom stall one time when I was in high school. Um, it wasn't me. I was not the artist that did it, but, uh, but I was responsible for the place where it was done at the time because I was doing this event. Um, but so I had to be in there the next day. Uh, I remember scrubbing, scrubbing, scrubbing with like magic racers because, uh, I didn't want them to, to charge me for, for the damage. So, uh, so they definitely work wonders. Um, and you know, around the house, you can use them for, any type of like stain on the wall or a scuff mark or a black mark, a chair rubs against the wall by accident. Um, you definitely want to get those out of there and get them cleared up. Uh, the other thing is baking soda. So baking soda is a deodorizer. Um, that's why if you guys didn't know, usually you have a box of baking soda in your refrigerator somewhere. Um, so that kind of keeps it from stinking up or anything like that. Um, but this trick is to put the baking soda, uh, on the upholstery. So if you have, that's actually good. I would recommend if you have dogs, um, because even though you say that, uh, your dog or dogs, uh, don't smell, um, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't be nose blind to them and not, not actually know. Uh, you know, that they are smelling because you're just used to the smell at that point. So, so basically what you do is, uh, you put baking soda on your upholstery, uh, furniture, and then you let it sit for 15 minutes and then you vacuum. Uh, and that definitely gives it a nice, um, nice fragrance, I guess. Uh, and not, you know, something like smelling like pet or smelling like something else that's been going on in the house. Uh, last thing to do is, uh, make sure you open your windows, uh, let the house air out a bit. 
um, get some fresh air in there and definitely you know flush out some of the smell as well um, but it's definitely something that you want to do but you want to also remember that if you're going to open the windows make sure before you do the showing or before you leave the house to let the buyer come do the showing make sure you close those windows um, too because you don't want anybody to break in uh when in between you not being there and when the buyer's going to be there um and you also don't want anybody um you know you don't want the house to get hot either so you don't want people to walk in and say oh like this house is hot and air conditioning must not be that strong anything like that i mean you know people's minds tend to go to the negative right away so you want to avoid that and definitely you know, you want to open them up, let fresh air in, let natural light in, um, let the house air out a little bit, you know, so it's, you know, feels not not so stuffy or anything like that when people walk in. But you want to make sure that you close them up too. Um, you know, a lot of times there can be questions of, you know, on the buyer's agent side too, you know, whether the window's supposed to be open or not. Um, another thing is that, you know, you want, them to focus on the house like i said earlier um but if the window's open and you know there's some noise outside or something then you know you don't want them to get distracted by that too because uh, it could be like a one one-off thing and then all of a sudden they're thinking like oh like you know is it this noisy all the time or this and that and you know really maybe it's not so definitely want to make sure that you close them up uh, from safety standpoint and also from a uh, buyer's perspective as well um, so definitely some cleaning hacks. Uh, I learned a couple little things there, um, like the baking soda. Uh, I could use that at my house too sometimes, I guess. Um, and the handheld clothing steamer, I'm using that on glass shower doors or the curtains. Uh, I didn't know that that could like take away, um, build up and stuff like that. So definitely interesting stuff. Um, and you know, I hope it helped you and if you have any uh different cleaning hacks as well that are quick and easy for people to use um feel free to send them to real estate deal at rider.edu that's real estate deal at rider.edu and we'll be happy to uh share them with the other listeners as well uh so this has been it for this week's show thank you to our underwriters coldwell banker shiavoni and associates and brad zerby of gateway mortgage group and we'll talk next week uh, and we'll have more real estate deal only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. That was this week's edition of The Real Estate Deal with Kevin Lawton on 1077 The Bronx. Your agent on the airwaves may be done for now, but you can catch this show and more on 1077thebronc.com under the Real Estate Deal tab. Kevin is on every Sunday at 10 a.m. talking about everything you need to know about the real estate market. The Real Estate Deal is underwritten by Brad Zerby and MLS number 161236 at Gateway Mortgage Group. Mortgage plus technology makes your path to happiness of owning a home easy. And by Kevin Lawton, real estate agent with Coldwell Banker, Schiavone, and Associates. If you had a question about buying, selling, renting, or investing in a home, you can like Kevin Lawton on Facebook and follow him on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat at Kevin underscore Lawton. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Real Estate Deal, only on 1077 The Bronx. <laughs>